You're listening to the Storyteller Series from The Salvation Army. For more information or to share your questions and comments, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org. The Book of Luke, Chapter 6 One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and His disciples began to pick some heads of grain, rub them in their hands, and eat the kernels. Some of the Pharisees asked, Why are you doing what is unlawful on the Sabbath? Jesus answered them, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? He entered the house of God, and taking the consecrated bread, he ate what is lawful only for priests to eat, and he also gave some to his companions. Then Jesus said to them, The Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath. On another Sabbath, he went into the synagogue and was teaching, and a man was there whose right hand was shriveled. The Pharisees and the teachers of the law were looking for a reason to accuse Jesus, so they watched him closely to see if he would heal on the Sabbath. But Jesus knew what they were thinking and said to the man with the shriveled hand, Get up and stand in front of everyone. So he got up and stood there. Then Jesus said to them, I ask you, which is lawful on the Sabbath, to do good or to do evil, to save a life or to destroy it? He looked around at them all and then said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He did so, and his hand was completely restored. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law were furious and began to discuss with one another what they might do to Jesus. One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. When morning came, he called his disciples to him and chose twelve of them, whom he had also designated apostles, Simon, whom he named Peter, his brother Andrew, James, John, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Simon, who was called the Zealot, Judas, son of James, and Judas Iscariot, who became a traitor. He went down with them and stood on a level place. A large crowd of his disciples was there, and a great number of people from all over, who had come to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Those troubled by impure spirits were cured, and the people all tried to touch him, because power was coming from him and healing them all. Looking at his disciples, he said, Blessed are you who are poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who hunger now, for you will be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now, for you will laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you, when they exclude you and insult you and reject your name as evil because of the Son of Man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy, because great is your reward in heaven. For that is how their ancestors treated the prophets. But woe to you who are rich, for you have already received your comfort. Woe to you who are well-fed now, for you will go hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when everyone speaks well of you, for that is how their ancestors treated the false prophets. But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. If anyone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, don't withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, 
don't demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, because He is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Don't judge, and you won't be judged. Don't condemn, and you won't be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over, will be poured into your lap. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. He also told them this parable. Can the blind lead the blind? Will they not both fall into a pit? The student isn't above the teacher, but everyone who is fully trained will be like their teacher. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when you yourself fail to see the plank in your own eye? You hypocrite! First take the plank out of your eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me and hears my words and puts them into practice, I will show you what they are like. They are like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck that house but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and does not put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck that house, it collapsed, and its destruction was complete. I think these woe statements should make just about everybody uncomfortable, right? Right. Uh, They are inherently provocative. Statements like, woe to you who are rich, that maybe I don't have to, I'm not that all uncomfortable because of that. Um, But woe to you who are well satisfied with food. Okay, now we're getting a little closer to home. And woe to you who laugh now, for you will mourn and weep. Woe to you when all people speak well of you. So Mm -hmm. some interesting provocative statements uh, that Jesus makes that I think would make most people uh, antsy a little bit. And by most people, you mean those who are comfortable in society, those who are well-placed in society. Yeah. Most average point, Americans, let's say, yeah. Yeah, up to this point in, in all of this, people, or in, in the book of Luke, we've been hearing Jesus bring up um, the, the outcasts and the people who are down and building them up and encouraging them up. But now he's talking to the people who are comfortable and who are on the inside. 
It's like they're saying, be careful. Here's your warning. Don't get too comfortable. That's really interesting as I'm thinking that through when it comes to <clears throat> positions of privilege. So I feel like the group he's speaking to are people who, of privilege, whether that is financial privilege or societal privilege, or you come from a family where, you know, your family has been able to give you all the things you need and you are going to inherit that. So your children are covered. So you're good. You don't have to worry about the uh, things that those with the struggle have to worry about. Um, it's such an interesting message to them because those folks may have been hearing all the other things he said in Luke chapter six, verses 20, 21, 22, and 23, and been like, yes, that's so good for them. So good. Yes. Yep. Cheers. Yep. Well, well said, mm-hmm. Jesus. Well said. Mm. Um, but then he turns to them and he requires something of them because those that have privilege, you can't just be like, yes, give, give them Give them what they need. That's wonderful. No, there's a cost because if I'm well-fed and comfortable and I know down the road there are people that aren't, and it's just James speaks to that. And he says, if you go by your neighbor and you see your neighbor in the street and you're like, you see dude's got like no winter coat on and he's got wearing flip-flops and it's December in America in the north and he doesn't have any food and he's looking all scraggly and say, hey, good to see you. Well, you take care. You stay warm. You Get yourself home for some soup. No one for a guy doesn't even have a home. What is wrong with you? You can't be comfortable with that. And right. so woe to us who uh, have what we need and only focus on our needs. And we don't object to Jesus speaking freedom to those who don't, as long as it doesn't cost me personally anything. Yeah. And I wonder if there's a woe, like a woe mm. in that. <laughs> yeah. Woe, Jesus. Yeah. And we really don't know that woe when that woe, we, like you said, when we hear it, we, we shudder because we know it's not anything good. We don't attribute woe to something good. But we know, unlike the Pharisees, they, they were always thinking they were the keeper, the keeper of the law. They were doing everything right. And they were kind of the ones that should have known the law and how to keep it. But they were, the, they were pretty much some of the biggest sinners. Mm-hmm. They are ones um, looking down their nose at other people saying, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that. But yet they were doing things themselves. So they had gotten comfortable. They had gotten comfortable that we, we, are, um, we are part of the kingdom. So we've got it made. So we can just relax and do our thing. But um, that's what he was saying. Whoa. It, and he wasn't saying, I don't think, for them to, if they had riches, he wasn't shining their riches. I mean, it was okay. I think God wants us to have wealth so we, we can be a blessing That's to right. others. It's That's not right. to have it to pile it up on ourselves and build another house and build a bigger house and two more houses and five cars. He's not, we don't, he don't want us to do that, but he wants us to use it wisely. He's not against us having wealth. It's what we do with the wealth. And it's even, even leading wealth. up to this point where he's, you know, pointing out their comfort uh, even leading up to that, you know, all the religious people are accusing Jesus uh, of breaking the law on the Sabbath. Are you going to heal this wow. guy on the Sabbath, right? There's so much about their comfort, about their lifestyle, the way that they were worshiping that separated so wow. many people from getting into where God was, right? And I even think back to the very first woe in Scripture is Isaiah chapter 5. It says, woe to those who join house to house and field to field till there's no room left in the land and you're all alone. Right? Like Jesus was preaching a gospel of inclusivity where everyone was welcome. Everyone wow. could come to the table right. and receive uh, what he had. But yeah, I think he's pointing out absolutely their comfort yeah. uh, you know, wasn't just what 
he wasn't just pointing at them because it's just also the woe is this word of grief. So I don't think he's like yelling at them or necessarily like angry, but I think maybe he's broken over this because he's seeing that there's so many that are just kept out of out of the gates mm. on the other side of the temple wall, you know, and, and they just don't have access. And uh, he's just trying to break down those barriers so that there's room for everyone. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this show, please share it with a friend. You can subscribe to the Storyteller series on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or your own favorite podcast store. For more information, visit SalvationArmySoundcast.org. God bless you and Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas.